everyone, this is Jess and Diane, and welcome to Millennials, Millennials in a Box, a podcast about life, love, and the general madness that is existence. While trapping ourselves in a box, aka our recording booth, we discuss a myriad of suggested topics and share how being a millennial may impact and inform our views. Enjoy the show. Yes, please enjoy. I'm happy. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless and still trying to grow and not mess it up, not mess it up, <laughs> not mess it up, but I'm messing it up. Anyway, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Millennials in a Box. Uh, we are here and we are ready to have our next discussion, which is about the lovely topic of mental health and setting boundaries yes yes mental you said you sound like the the sportscaster mental health and setting boundaries and in this corner self-worth issues and in this corner battling society's expectations ding 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 let the battle begin the battle of our lives Starts now here, people. Starts here now. <laughs> Starts now here. Thank you for correcting me. Because I was going to do it, but you said it. So now I don't have to correct myself. I'm here or to correct Or even you. let people know that I'm aware I made a mistake. Now I'm not going to do that. Right? <laughs> <You> may just... <laughs> Oops. Let's Oops. restart. <laughs> uh, yeah, so mental health. The I think it shows that uh, <laughs> we've gone through some mental health issues, at least through our past uh, podcasting episodes. Yeah. Uh, how have you uh, had the mental health? I think... <laughs> I think that was the perfect question. How have you had the mental health? Well, it's been painful. How no. has your mental health been through <clears throat> the years, Diane? I think as a kid, I was mostly really happy and positive and had fun. And... As a lot of kids are. Yeah. In a in a secure environment. And even in those kinds of environments with a lot of love, there's still things that you have to get through and feel through. And that you sort of, the older you get, the more you see different patterns that you get yourself into. Hmm. And then trying to figure out, ooh, do I want this in my life? And if not, what do I need to do? Yeah. And some of that doing and the process of that comes into thinking of mental health and how you can feel happier and feel at peace within yourself. Mm. And I think when I was like puberty hits and then life starts looking different and you feel more pressure mm -hmm. in terms of what you want to do with your life, what you want, how you want your body to look, how you want your relations to look. How you want to be perceived. How you want to be perceived. That's quite important at that age. And I think I didn't even realize, because I am mostly a pretty optimistic kind of person, that hmm. maybe Don't I was still... Don't let a lot get you down. No, but maybe I was still learning how to find my own sense of inner peace and learn what that even feels like. Inner peace. Inner peace. Um, inner peace. Um, yeah, so going through that process and trying to figure out life and figure out where I fit and getting to a point now of it's not so much I need to worry about how am I going to fit in, but it's just how do I want to fit within 
myself and find that place. I like that. And allowing myself to feel emotions. And it's okay to even express those. And that's something I am working on, Mm -hmm. which the podcast really helps with. (laughs) The podcast is helpful with that expression of emotions. Yeah. So that's a bit of a roundabout arc. What about you? Uh oh. <laughs> Jess is a little fucked up when she was younger. <laughs> she just okay. laughs about it because she's a stark millennial. <laughs> Woohoo! But no, actually, like, a lot of, I think, the, the struggle that I had with mental health was around that, that puberty time frame of trying to, to figure out how I fit in with the world and judging myself based off of the judgments of others and fitting to certain standards and not fitting to certain standards. So yeah, it was, it was a bit of a struggle when I was younger because I did not have a lot of confidence. And I do think there is, when you're a generally happy person, I think there is an underlying feeling of trust and acceptance of yourself. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately it was harder for a little Jess to grasp onto that. And I don't think that uh, until I joined the military at around 25 that I really started to start trusting myself. Um, so before that, you know, had some ups and downs. Like I still made really good relationships and I still had a lot of really good people in my life. It was just more of an internal struggle, mm-hmm. which I do think mental health is a lot of the time. I do think that it does leach out and it affects the people around you which is something that I've tried to make amends for uh, because I wasn't the greatest person to be around uh, while I was struggling through my stuff. Yeah. And it was no, no fault of the people around me. It was, it was an internal thing. Um, But yeah, (laughs) Uh, once I did kind of start getting help, um, I, I, do see a therapist now. Uh, I talked to someone when I was in the military. I had anxiety attacks in the military and I saw a counselor and talked through some pretty heavy stuff that I didn't realize was weighing on me until you start talking about it. And it's just yeah. like, what? what is this light feeling? <laughs> Why do I feel as light as a feather now? Was oh, I really I carrying an elephant something. before? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> It is. It's like it's like a <clears throat> an elephant taking its its foot off of your chest. Mm-hmm. It's so uplifting to just get it off your chest sometimes. So, yeah, I'm doing a lot better now. Yeah, <laughs> but I've always had that stark humor, anyways. So when I was actually struggling, I feel like I worried some people because I would still say the stark like, "Oh yes, life is not <laughs> worth living," and they're just like. Uh-huh. Smiley it's a face. little too close to home, Jess, right now for you to be saying that. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Yeah. I think that's a great introduction into why it's so important to be open and express yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think I grew up, my mom, very strong, very independent, very good at sharing her opinions, but the emotion side not really. Mm. And I sort of learnt more on the side of it's self-indulgent to sort of, hey, this is how I'm feeling in this moment. You're almost burdening others with your feelings. Yeah. And it's just, that's not, that's not how it's done. It's you have to keep your works. stiff upper lip. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. 
And so I also think I was raised more in that kind of an environment. Mm. And so, I mean, even just, I just thought of it now in the box, like, oh, did I even put on this happy, positive persona? Is it actually me? Mm -hmm. Or was it just what I needed to do at that point? Because I thought, yeah, yeah, that was how I need to exist in this environment. Because that's how children adapt when when they, they're growing up. They, they, they adapt to the environment they're raised in. So whatever is required of them to be accepted and to continue existing, that's how you do. That's how, how they live. Yeah. And it becomes second nature to you to the point where you're like, oh, man. Is that a part I've of been... my personality or is that just <laughs> something I yeah. was doing? Or like I sort of went through periods of where people would say, oh, yeah, I've experienced anxiety and, and different things like that. And I'm like, oh, man, I feel so lucky. I've never had any of those moments. And then I sat down. And the more I heard people talking about it, the more I could go, oh, my goodness. I had a lot of really big anxiety, like mm-hmm. getting on stage, a lot of anxiety, kind of expressing myself to people who are the closest to me. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of anxiety around that, but I didn't even learn the words of expressing that to the point where I thought, oh, I've never experienced that. What are you talking about? That's crazy. <laughs> but then it's like, Ah, this is amazing. And maybe that's part of why I found music, because it was a way to express deeper things that I just didn't have the ability to do Mm because I just didn't learn it. And that's the thing with mental health. It's you are learning how to readjust your way of thinking and readjust even how your body responds to things Mm -hmm. so that you are coming from a place of less stress and a calm nervous system so then you can handle whatever situation you're in but also balancing that with being able to feel your emotions Mm -hmm. and that's a good thing yeah and you need your emotions you do they're so don't be covering them up don't be bottling them down because let it out they they will burst through I, i told you the quote earlier today of just sort of sometimes you have to lose your shit because if you don't you're just full of shit Yes, and who wants to be full of shit? Nobody wants to be full no of shit. No one but a sewer pipe. And even but... the sewer pipe releases that somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Into our oceans. Oh, oh don't go no, there. No, Just no. why? It's now not, I'm, I'm upset. I'm oh, millennial oh bitch. <laughs> That's dark humor. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, mental health is that balance. Uh, because, you know, you want to lose your shit, but you want to lose it in a controlled fashion that it's not going to hurt you or the people around you. But you want to be able to express what is ultimately bothering you. And I do think it takes time to learn yourself and to learn the verbiage of releasing that. And and I do think that there is a balance because mm-hmm. I feel like in, in your growth situation, as I understand it, you kind of bottled up your emotions because yeah. you didn't want to burden others with it. Yeah. Whereas I think that I went the opposite direction where I vomited my emotions because I yearned for that acceptance. Yeah, and you didn't give anybody any wet wipes to clean themselves (laughs) with your spewing. With my spewing, (laughs) yeah, you know. It's just, yeah, there there is a balance. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to act a certain way to, to gain that acceptance that you are enough. But I do think that our mental health does deteriorate when we put those expectations on ourselves 
that, you know, or society puts it on ourselves Mm -hmm. that you have to be a certain way. Yeah. And I will say what you just said is actually quite a beautiful thing because we come from different ways of struggling with it. Different ways, but just how our mental health issues manifest themselves Mm -hmm. and I learn quite a lot from you because you're a natural spewer Uh (laughs) and and I'm a natural plugger upperer (laughs) she just shoves a plug in my mouth (laughs) just stop talking I I shove a plug in my heart is what it is Mm -hmm. oh that's and I pull your plug out thank you (laughs) (laughs) um so actually that's why it's so good to have these conversations with people because number one you never know what somebody's lived through But you can always learn from somebody else's experience. Mm -hmm. And that's a really lovely thing and a really beautiful thing. So I have this T-shirt. Thanks for all your issues. It's helping (laughs) me, Jess. I love it. Oh, good. I mean, that's that's a good relationship right there. It's just you're you're helping each other because you've definitely helped me because you help me see different perspectives and help me kind of take that step back when Hmm. I, I jump over the cliff. Because I'm very much a leap before I look. You always like <laughs> making these references of jumping off cliffs. As I, well. I do. It's great. You know, it's that dark humor dark there. Dark humor, happy millennial time. But I was going to say Denial. that. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I, I have a, a T-shirt actually in this closet somewhere. It's hanging up over there that uh, I got from a veteran's website that has like be kind on the front. And then on the back, it says everybody is fighting a battle that you know nothing about. Mm. And I thought that that really spoke to me when I saw it and I wanted to support the company. And it was just sort of it's just so true. It's just so true all around you. And that's why it gets it gets to me sometimes when people are nasty to each other or or somebody is nasty to somebody for kind of like a silly reason. Mm -hmm. They're having a bad day. So they take it out on the cashier, the grocers or the the coffee barista at Starbucks. Like they just... They're nasty, and it's sort of like, you don't know what that person is going through, but I just don't think that that's, I don't think that's right. I, I think it's no. it's not a healthy way of dealing with whatever shit is going on with you, and maybe that is because there's a part of me that really regrets and really hates that I did that with my shit. I put it on somebody else, and I never want to do that again. Mm-hmm. And so seeing it, like, I, I don't like injustice. I really, it, it, it grinds my gears. There's, mm-hmm. and, and that's in all levels of my life. It's just, yeah, it's frustrating. So it, it, that's a bit of me projecting, I think, what I'm trying to fix about myself and what I look back and I'm, you know, <clears throat> ashamed of, of how I acted. So, yeah, it, it, it is a struggle, but there's resources to help now, and the stigma is going down for those resources. Yeah. Like before, when in my my parents era, in our parents era, like mental health, like you know, oh, I'm not going to see a, a shrink. Like I'm not yeah. broken. Like there was very much a like pull yourself up by your bootstraps and mm-hmm. just figure it the fuck oh, out. This is a phrase I know. It is. Get on with it. Oh, just get on with it. Oh. Like come on, on now, it. don't be. We don't need that. That's not helpful. That's not productive. Oh, my gosh. That's just such a bad thing to say, especially I'm thinking like to a young kid who's just struggling with something, just needs a little bit of empathy, needs a little bit of emotional support and just like get on with it. Suck it up. Yeah. Come on. Get on with it. Don't be so overindulgent. We have so many phrases. We have (laughs) so many phrases for it. It is crazy. You know, sucking it up and just moving on and, you know, oh, it's not that bad or oh, it's okay or whatever. Like. But I do think that our society is is evolving now that it's more acceptable to be 
going to see a therapist, to be going and talking to somebody. Yeah, and just say, hey, I think I need a little bit of help. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with admitting you need help. resources. Because that was it, too. No one wanted to admit that they needed help because that would admit that they were broken or that something was broken. Yeah. And it's super amazing that, you know, the way our parents grew up where you weren't having these conversations, but to still hold down a job, look after your kids. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Like, you know, I still had a great childhood, a happy childhood. Same. And could play and... All of that. So the fact that our parents didn't have those resources, but were still able to do the best that they could Mm -hmm. is a really wonderful thing. But also, (laughs) (laughs) I do appreciate being able to learn some new approaches to life. Yeah. And seeing even more of the human side of my mom. Because especially when you're young, you do sort of naturally put your parents on a pedestal and you think, do. oh, they know everything. Nothing's wrong and with them. They don't have these issues. As long as I am that, then I'm all good. Mm-hmm. But then the older you get, you're like, oh, yeah. where did I learn that? Pick up that little trait from, oh, I get it. Mom was just trying to figure it out as she went along and didn't necessarily have all those tools to like properly think things out in mm-hmm. a way. And that's okay. And that's good. Yeah. And I can learn from that. And there are some things I would rather not want to repeat. Yeah. And that is also okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You live and you learn. It's just, I think as we get older, we see our parents more on a peer level. We, we can relate to them a bit more. If your, if your relationship with your parents stays the same as you grow older, I think that you guys need to have a discussion. Or have some heart-to-heart. Have some heart-to-heart. <laughs> that would be cool. Maybe we'll get my mom in the box. You and, and my mom, mom and dad. That would be fun. <laughs> They're some of our biggest fans. So that would be <laughs> You guys fun. are welcome to, to try and squeeze in this closet. Yeah. But and it's just the more, like, the relationship really does change as you get older because you, you relate to them more. You, you see the struggles that they went through, the things that, you know, might have been passed down to them from their parents and the, the mental health struggles that they might be dealing with. But they were born up in that stiff upper lip. There's another phrase. <laughs> There's the, they were born stiff in that upper keep a stiff upper lip. Come on. Kind of. For queen and country. <laughs> queen and country. <laughs> Yeah, they were born in that era that it was just, you know, they didn't have the opportunity to try and grow and, and help help themselves. Yeah. But and they still did a bang-up job. Like, I, I absolutely loved my childhood. Mm-hmm. Just because, and this doesn't mean that my parents did anything wrong. This doesn't mean that anybody with mental health issues, that their parents did something wrong. Because a lot of the things I put on myself was very much how I perceived the world and how I interpreted the world. Yeah, which is a you thing. It is definitely a me thing. I mean, yes, my environment had something to do with it, but it's the way I perceive my environment. So I really think that is more of an internal thing. Yes. And at least now we know, hey, I can change how I perceive something. Yeah. And there's tools, whether it's even just starting with meditation, Mm -hmm. which is a super simple thing. Because not everybody has access to a therapist and very true. medication very and stuff true. like that. But I'm there's still lucky. other avenues like breath work, even just exercise, going for a walk in the sun. Yep. Simple things like that yep. are also super, super, super helpful. They seem like they're just simple things like, oh, that's not going to fix it. But you would be surprised. Yeah. And it's it just takes practice, especially if you haven't done it mm-hmm. before, because it's something new. 
and our bodies, our brains don't like new things. Yeah. We like to just keep, oh, this is our keep comfort our level. Keep those patterns. This is how we learn to survive. Mm-hmm. But at some point, we want to just to be one of those people. We want to thrive, not just survive. Yeah. And then that takes a conscious, deliberate effort over time. But it does happen. Yeah. And you do notice the results. But you still fall back into different things and different patterns. And that mm-hmm. is also natural and being good to yourself in those moments. And I will say, I did pick up maybe some more, not necessarily helpful phrases, like from my mom, but Mm -hmm. I also picked up some really good ones. Yeah. And be kind to yourself was one thing that Mm. she said a lot. And I didn't understand what that meant at 15 Mm -hmm. or 25 to a degree, even at 30. Mm. But I'm definitely like, oh, I'm so glad like that did stick somewhere in my brain. I just wasn't at a place within myself, again, just your perception at that given time, yeah. to fully understand it. But now... And accept it. Yeah. But now I can see, hey, I can be kind to myself. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be that hard, and we shouldn't need to learn how to be kind to ourselves, but this is the world we live in. Mm-hmm. Go with it. And it does help. I mean, my parents always had unconditional love for me. Mm-hmm. They really did. Mine too. They, and I mean, it's just, I, but it was me accepting that. And, and yeah. that was the problem. That was me putting out all of this external validation and external issues that were just, as I was reading it, saying like, well, it has to be conditional. It has to be conditional because I have to do this. I have to do this. Like... It was toxic perfectionism. I just needed to do everything and I needed to do it well or else I didn't deserve it. Yeah. And that was not something my parents taught me at all because they unconditionally loved me. Yeah. So, yeah. But we do it to us. We do it to ourselves. At the end I mean, sometimes it is other people that really, that really screw us up. I was very lucky and it wasn't a direct person. Like, some people are horrible to each other. Yeah. But I do think that it's within us that we have the choice to turn that in an opposite direction, either to get out of the situation that is, you know, destroying us mm-hmm. or to find the new perspective of looking at the world to, to heal ourselves. Yeah. And so. also appreciating that to get to that point takes time. Yep. And oh, once yeah. you make that decision, <laughs> then you have to be in the practice of it, which also takes time. It is a daily practice. It is literally a thought. You're changing your thoughts, so you have to be conscious of your thoughts. Yeah. So it takes a lot of time. It takes time. And giving yourself grace. (laughs) Sometimes you can get into a little bit of, oh, I've got it. Like, I've cracked the code. Yep. Look at me. (laughs) I meditate twice a day, y'all. I'm super positive. And then you look at someone having more of a like a knee-jerk reaction, mm. like kind of in a negative way, and like, oh, honey, you should meditate. But then it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm now putting a judgment on someone else, and they have their own journey, and it's going to take a battle. You know time. And so I cannot impinge what I think, yeah, even right. though we have a podcast, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <We're impinging. laughs> on, on someone else. And that is... An, another interesting aspect of mental health and how you deal with other people around you who maybe aren't in the same place as you. And again, it's like back to what you were saying about your parents and I feel about my mom and my family, that unconditional love. Mm -hmm. 
And the more you have it for yourself, the more you can give it to others. But that also is a practice. It is. And it's also good to be setting boundaries. And I think that's a really good segue because that that whole issue of whatever is going on externally and you're working on yourself internally, sometimes you have to set boundaries in order to maintain your sense of peace, your sense of comfort, like your your sense of healthy mental fortitude into the unknown. And you being kind to yourself. Like, I don't want to put myself in situations where I know, ugh, this is... This is like hitting me in a really soft yeah. spot. And I yep. I don't think I'm at the point yet where I can fully put myself in this situation and be like, I'm all good, guys. I'm all healed. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. And it's okay to say, oh, you know what? I can't I can't do it today. Well, no, thank yep. you. And just setting that, yeah, that boundary. Well, I also think there's boundaries in, in, you know, relationships with people. Like, you might have to cut off relationships. If somebody is just, you know, draining you, if somebody is not bringing positivity to your life or you know if there's just you 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 internally know that they're not good for you it is okay to set that boundary and be just like you know i i have to step away from this relationship and it's not just relationships with people it's it's relationships with anything in your life it's yeah. it's relationships with social media i set a boundary that i really don't think that i i need to cross over that boundary and again boundaries can be you can reassess them as you're growing through life. But when I got off social media, I set a boundary is like, no more, no more. This is negatively affecting how I perceive myself and the way I'm using it is not healthy. So I need to just stop. And I really do think that the time frame that I, that I got off of it was mm-hmm. the best time frame for me to heal because that wasn't yeah. drawing my focus away from what I kind of needed to internally yes. reassess and you have then more energy to do that work because yeah. it does take mm-hmm. energy yeah and sometimes it can be hard when people see you like kind of retreating a little bit mm-hmm. but it's like this is part of what I need to do yeah <laughs> so that I, I can kind of come back and be fully me and feel comfortable with where I'm at in relationship to you and everything and that not everybody is good with handling that too yeah. because people don't like change and hey i've been used to you acting like this and oh you're a pretty happy person and now all of a sudden you're telling me this mm-hmm. it's like oh but you've you've changed so much and it's like no i'm i'm changing how i handle things but this mm-hmm. is still a part of me and i'm speaking and more truths to, and if yeah. you don't accept those truths then you just want that version of me that either you were able to manipulate or that was unhealthy for me yeah. and you're not accepting that I need to change that then maybe that relationship's not great for you yeah and being okay with saying maybe we need to reimagine what this relationship is going to look like because mm-hmm. I'm trying to achieve a b and c for me yeah. and for my mental health and that's something that's a priority to me mm-hmm. and if you can't respect it well, that's going to be a problem. So how yep. can we find that happy medium? Because, you know, you have people in your life and you love them and you appreciate them and you, you're you attached to them. So you do want to maintain that. Yeah. But you also want to feel like you can still spread your wings and fly and grow. And that's a little balance that also takes some learning. Yeah.
and it takes effort and, and, it, and it's it's tough sometimes to just dig your <clears throat> heel in, heels in and, and realize like I need to do this for myself yeah because in the end you know you are the person who spends the majority of your life with, with yourself you, sp- you spend it with yourself <laughs> with you. Like, yeah. you should be your own best friend because you are the only one that has gone through your experience yeah and you know if someone can't accept that you know maybe you need to draw a boundary somewhere and i'm not saying like cut off a relationship entirely but maybe like this person doesn't respond to my emotional needs you can have the i think we should go on a break <laughs> have yeah. that have that well, you can go on a break or you can just be like well this person in my life i can still keep them in my life but i just know that i can't go beyond this certain boundary with them like I can't cross this boundary because they're not going to meet me in the middle mm-hmm. they can't maybe they're at a at an emotional place a, a mental health place that they they just can't they can't meet you halfway yeah and you know you can still love them you can still want to support them and you can still meet with them in a way that's not going to be draining on you or stressing you out but you can draw that boundary of like I'm not crossing this line because I know that I'm not going to be fulfilled on the other side. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Boom, boom, good. shake the broom. Boom, 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 shake the broom. My brain is full, <laughs> but it's okay. But yeah, so setting boundaries, I think, is extremely healthy and not just, you know, romantic relationships, personal relationships. I do think it is important for yourself as well. Those internal boundaries that you need to sit, sit on and set that, like, make you feel more confident more loving, more accepting of yourself. And that can be it can be small things. You can set a boundary of like, you know, hey, I don't want to go out after nine o'clock. Like I want to be inside and I want to be focusing on me and I want to be doing stuff because, you know, I, yeah. if I go out, I'm going to go crazy and I'm going to stay out until 2 a.m. And yeah, you can start doing boundaries. Maybe just do that once a week. Like yeah, there, there sure. are little things that you can really build up on and then it's amazing once you start setting those boundaries and you realize that you're almost finding yourself yeah, because you're yeah. realizing what is important to you and what you don't need in your life and what is not bringing value and joy to your life. Yeah, like you built up all of these layers and they became a part of, oh, this is me. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, oh, actually... I am in control of what layers I have and what layers I don't need. Yes. And I can work on that. You are your own little fluffy croissant with all the little oh, layers you that you croissant. want. You are fluffy <laughs> croissant. <laughs> you are beautiful and fluffy. And I think, you know, part of it, like, it is an inside job. As it's Danica an inside job. Patrick says on her podcast, which <laughs> we both enjoy listening to. Yes, we do. It is an inside job. And setting those boundaries with yourself is a great place to start. Mm -hmm. But we are social creatures. Yes. And we do need relationships. 100% we do. And it's about then learning when you're in relationships with someone, no matter what the relationship is, how to set those boundaries. And I know for me, I'm not used to that because I have some... People pleasing tendencies. Oh Ugh. yeah, get that out of your system. Trying, trying. Get me an enema. Um, and it does feel uncomfortable when you start doing something like setting boundaries with other people yeah. when you haven't done it before. Oh, but yeah. you've got to. Oh yeah, it's uncomfortable. I'm telling you, folks, you have to push through. Push through it. You because you do have to prove to yourself, oh, I can do it. Oh, I can have and a I different care response. About myself. 
enough to do it. Yeah, because I love me and I have a you I are, have a whale of a time with me. I'm a hoot and a half. Hoot and a half. And I would like to be that when I can, when I have energy mm-hmm. for it to be in communion with other people. Mm-hmm. And part of that is the boundary side. And that, yeah, is learning that and yeah. respecting hey, my body needs me to do this right now. My body needs to take a step back and maybe not socialize or have this weekend to myself mm-hmm. and read, whatever it is, and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Mental health is a journey, so give yourself grace. You're allowed to fall off the bandwagon. Like, it's, <laughs> you're not going to be perfect, and that's okay. <laughs> and it's not a linear it's not. Process. They're ups it's and downs. It's a spiral, <laughs> ups and downs, corkscrew, wavy, flat line sometimes. Flat and then, beep, sometimes. Beep. <laughs> and then slow little, oh, wait, she's still alive. Peaks and valleys. Yeah. And it's just being okay with riding those waves. And it will be uncomfortable, and you will go through painful moments and tough moments. And, and you can seek help when those waves get a little yeah. too little too much. Like, we do live in a society now where, where we have those resources. So it is it is heartening to actually see the attitude towards mental health shift so much. Even yeah. my parents are, are very, they're very open to it. It's just during their growth phase yeah like and we all grow throughout our entire life but when they were younger you know around our age it was just yeah it was a little stark I mean my mom won't even go to therapy now because she's just like well I'm a little too old so uh, I mean I don't think it would be a benefit to me to to, to hash out all of that ah. stuff that I've already sort of accepted oh I'm so like oh I can't wait when I'm older I can just go to therapy I can have past life regression <laughs> I can do this well, I do can that. do ayahuasca she, I can she, just get all, oh, she all would the do that. healing yeah. things from as many modes as possible. Mm-hmm. But that's I, interesting about the therapy thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and I told her that I think she could benefit. But at the same time, you know, it's her it's her journey at this point. She definitely would go past life regressions. and. OK, I'll do that with your mom. We'll do that together. Yeah. You're not invited. OK. Have fun, guys. We will. We'll tell you all about it. We'll start our own podcast. Oh, yeah. You and my mom will start a podcast. I can't wait to watch that. Friends in a boat. That's what what it will be. Friends in a boat. What is it? My friend's mom and I in a boat. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. We'll work on the title. I actually didn't want to have any reference of you in the title of that new thing. So I'm just going to go friends in a boat. Guys, I think I need to draw a new boundary in the closet. Soulmates in a boat. Soulmates in a boat. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The underlying thing met through her friend. No, I'm not putting that in there. (laughs) No, I will. I'll put a little face. You can be on the boat. The boat is called the Jess. On that happy ending topic of Find now I need boat. to go talk to my therapist about how my best friend wants to leave me for my mom. Ooh, also, yes. And <laughs> yes. He, sometimes people who are funny and good with lines are good because they're kind of like, I don't want to go deeper. And Ooh. that's that's an interesting aspect of mental health. That is. Yeah. But, you know, it's good to have the jokes, but also give way to... Hey, let's have a truly heartfelt yeah conversation. I mean, we joke through here, but I do think that we touch on topics that might be a little sensitive to us. Yeah, for sure. But sometimes people's perception of the funny person or the class clown is like, oh, they're all good. They got oh, their they yeah. got their shit down. Yeah. And it's like maybe they have quite a lot of wounds that they are trying to cover up as well or work through as best as they can. Everyone is going through something you know nothing about. 
that is the biggest thing. So, so be, kind, be to kind to yourself and them. And others. Because you never know. You could make somebody's day by just smiling and saying hi. Or just being funny. Saying a little joke. Like, yeah. you could literally just by being a decent, nice person, you could absolutely make somebody's week. You have no idea the effect that you can have on people. And it makes you feel good, too. Yeah, why And not? that's okay to want to feel good yourself. Yeah. Whilst making other people feel good. Mm-hmm. That sounds lovely. Yeah, it is lovely. Mm. I think we went a little bit over, but uh, yeah, this topic I think is close to, to both of us. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's what we are living through and working through every single day. And what everyone around us is. Yeah, too. exactly. I think this, this matters to all of us. In unique way. So have those conversations with your friends and your family about yeah. mental health. And smile more at people. <laughs> now you sound like one of those chauvinistic guys who just like, you'd look pretty if you smiled more. Oh, her smile disappeared. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. Okay, don't smile, but just sing at people. Sing at people. I do think life would be better if it was a musical. So if everybody just sang at you, that would be kind of fun. That would be. Yeah. But we all Hello, don't... Hello, I'd like a croissant. But we all don't have your improvisation f- uh, skills, so... Yeah, but everybody goes into a situation knowing they will say words. So just as you say <laughs> those say words, words, like, I need to make an appointment with my gynecologist. There you go. There's oh a movie. God, that would I mean, so musical. annoying so quickly. Yeah, but just do it once a day then. Once a day. Everybody once a day, sing at someone, and then you're good. Okay. And singing actually is good. It kind of releases the throat area and opens up your heart area, too. I think with mental health, you find those outlets that mm-hmm. that are healthy outlets. Healthy outlets. I want to really emphasize that because there are other not-so-healthy outfit outlets like being a troll on social media or something that's not very healthy. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> troll. We went straight to troll. Well, I was, like I'm it, thinking... Tro- I, I was trying you. to think, like, a negative one. Like, I think troll, like somebody who just sits in their basement. And it's gargoyle. Just, the gargoyles. Yep. <laughs> Someone who just stands the on Pinterest their porch gargoyles. and screams at Mabel and <laughs> You know, th- there are some negative ones out there, but finding those healthy outlets, I think, are, are really good at helping, you know, your mental health. And, you know, it's like the things we talked about before, you know, going for walks and, you know, finding those those things that just uh, spark the, that joy in you. I'm big on the sparking joy. Find those glimmers, that those glimmer moments in your day and hold on to them. And sing at people. <laughs> and sing at people. Especially your gynecologist. <laughs> like sing while she's in there. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's, it's me. me. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Nice. Nice. Healthy. (laughs) Mentally. Bye, guys. Peace. Thanks for listening to Millennials Millennials in a Box. Box. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to like, subscribe, or comment. And hopefully, we will see you next week.